welcome to a special Super House Halloween special. Ah, ah, ah. This is Ben, and I'm here with Wolfie. Oh, and my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. Also known as Andrew. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> today we are here to talk about the Batman versus Dracula. The 2005 direct-to-DVD movie from the 19... 19 we're way past the 1900s. Uh, 2005 uh, animated movie. Now, this is, for those who don't know, uh, in 2004 or so, Kids WB had the spin-off. Well, not the spin-off. The animated show. That was the show, Frog Channel, the, right? Yeah, the, the, the Frog. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> the Frog Channel. Hello, my rock damn girl. Kids uh, <laughs> oh, WB had... Uh, the Batman. <laughs> it was their first attempt at an animated series post Bruce Tim, post Paul Dini. It was a completely different oh, wow. was the first team. One. And it shows. Just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> completely different team. The designs were different, as we can see Jeez. right here. We have, uh, for those who are looking at us at uh, YouTube, we have uh, the figure of the Joker designed by Jeff Matsuda and is voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. The only Joker, I believe, to be played by an African-American actor. Uh, so this was the show for about a season and a half or so uh, before they released this movie, The Batman vs. Dracula, the only movie that it had from the series or so. So Oh, this is the only movie in this for this whole yeah, thing? Okay, yeah, wow. Exactly. All right. So it released around October, of course, of 2005. I don't know if they were trying to tie it in. They timed it the same year as Batman Begins, but it happens to be released around the same year as Batman Begins. Cool. So chronologically, we kind of skipped a little just because if you're listening to this, it's Halloween week over yeah. in 2019, and uh, we thought we might as well skip ahead to uh, go to the relevant uh, Batman versus the Supernatural. So we've all seen the movie yes. uh, today. And totally have seen it. Yes. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> And uh, we're just going to go. <laughs> totally had a long time to process this movie. <laughs> it was probably the best movie I've seen this week. <laughs> this week? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I saw Glass earlier this week. Oh, okay. Batman yeah. versus Dracula is better. Than Glass? Oh, way better. I'm glad that's a, that's a winning endorsement. <laughs> okay. Needless to say, Wolfie hated Glass is worse Fuck than glass. David Goyer's zigzag. Much, much the worse. Zigzag. The worst movie ever made. Sorry, should have prefaced by saying that. <laughs> you negative Nancy over here, bro. You got to be a positive patty up in well, this He's positive about Batman versus Dracula. That's so true. You're a positive that. patty about that. I'm in a positive place now that I'm not watching M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's it get sucks. back to the actual <laughs> topic. All right. So I know. I hate tangents. <laughs> I never do it myself. We, this is a movie I, I'd seen before. I grew up kind of with the, this animated series. It came out right around the time of like when I was in high school and everything. This was your guys' first time seeing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never grew up. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> That's true. So let's go around and then like, what did you guys think of this interpretation, having not really seen this before, really seen the animated series that much, it doesn't seem like. You take it, Wolfie. I did remember when the Batman came out, uh -huh. and it's by the same, I believe it's by the same people who did Jackie Chan Adventures. Uh, I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I was already kind of somewhat of a fan of that. Didn't watch it religiously or anything, but I caught a few episodes, mm -hmm. and I always thought it was fun. Um, so I was excited for the Batman, but then I remember seeing the Joker, and I was like, oh, you know, getting all... 
what's the word like nostalgic nitpicky no, nit- fanboy yeah, about yeah. it and then actually come to find the few episodes i did see i love kevin michael richardson's yeah. joker no he's legit yeah, yeah. He's pretty good it's so i was a little bit familiar with it cool we're asking just about familiarity at this point uh yeah and then going into the the movie okay right, so uh Let's go with so that, I've yeah. I had seen pictures of this series, and I think I saw one picture once of this Joker back in two thousand five, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I had not very very little familiarity with this series, uh, and um, but I did like it, and I, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I like it starts off a lot with this like redhead penguin. And this was, if there's a list of where we're ranking penguins, <laughs> this one's the lowest. This is the worst penguin I've ever seen in my fucking life. But but that does not say anything about the movie as a whole. I'll put that put it that way. Did it was not a little was rough, not a detriment yeah. to the to the thing as a whole. Okay, so this version of Penguin is sort of the first one to point out the it's not in the movie at all, but in the series, it's the first one to point out the parallels that I think we talked about when we went over, like, what does Penguin represent to Batman? Okay. And and this version of Penguin grew up in a wealthy family that used to have the Pennyworths as servants. So Alfred oh, kind of yeah. has a connection uh, to this version of Cobblepot. And is that normal canon? Uh, no, this is this version of it. Oh, okay, yeah. I got you. Uh, so the Cobblepot's lost their fortune, and Oswald has been trying to reclaim it ever since he has a... That's kind of cool. Thugs. In terms of henchmen, he has uh, these, they call them the, the Kabuki twins. Uh, okay. But they look like they're in Kabuki masks and stuff until they take off the robes and they're actually assassins with like Wolverine type claws and shit. Okay. So, uh, they're not in this movie, unfortunately. Uh, he's not really, he's basically the Renfield of this okay. uh, this flick. But um, yeah, that's yeah. the, the main thing I appreciate about this penguin uh, that sort of formed my view of penguin. Uh, but yeah, he's pretty much a joke uh, in this movie. I uh, mean, what were your thoughts of this penguin, Ben? I mean, I, I like that aspect that I just described of it, but it's not in this movie at all. And otherwise, he's just pretty lame in this. Uh, he's voiced by SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. voiced oh, by wow. uh, Tom Kenny, who's a you know a good voice actor. But uh, I mean, he's clearly the penguin here is clearly the brunt of the joke uh, throughout yeah. this whole thing. So he's just not, there's just nothing really evil about him. Is not. I mean, I know this is for kids, but still, mm-hmm. like Dracula's so evil. I know he can't be as evil as Dracula, but right. like as dark as this is for a kids movie. It could have been. It just could have been a little better. Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree. I heard Tom Kenny in the like a reporter's voice or something. I was like, oh, that's SpongeBob's. Probably voice. did multiple voices. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, did, I couldn't hear it in the Penguin, but dang. Yeah, no, that was him. Penguin. I'd so, give him another chance. That guy's great. Let's go into that into the movie now that we we've sort of seen this, reviewed it, or whatever. Starting with Wolfie. Um. Oh, how we liked it. Yeah. Thought it was really great. Actually, it was super fun. Had a nice pace to it. Good. Good plot oriented. Batman adventure, mm-hmm. and I liked all the spookiness. At first, Andrew made a comment about uh, like the music, and it's like, eh, it's kind of weak or whatever. But I really liked the guitar hits, the little twangy yeah. Yeah. CD yeah. guitar riffs and stuff was yeah. awesome. That's, so that's their way of identifying Batman yeah. in this version. There's a few fights in it that were just really nice and meaty, well animated. I thought it was pretty fucking good, like yeah. solid B. Yes. Solid B. Yeah. Yeah, I would I'd go I mean, man, you really jumped the gun on the indeeds there, but oh, yeah, sorry, do, that's just a grade. That's a just grade. a grade. Yeah. I haven't got to indeed my indeeds yet. Yeah, I'll translate it, you know, you got kind of an idea, mm-hmm. but pretty much. Uh, okay. <laughs> um 
Yeah, I thought it started off a little bit rough because of the penguin, <laughs> the penguin stuff. Your favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't like this penguin. Like, this is going to be the longest hour, but, twenty minutes ever. But this, the, it, it did kind of like once it got its stride, it was it was pretty damn good, man. And you yep. don't see like a really good. You know, we talk about Man Bat and like these horror scripts that were like never made, yeah. but this one actually was made, and you get to see like this kind of like I mean, kids horror movie, but still like pretty cool to see Dracula and zombies. And fucking the like undead. Batman fight lot, the undead, blood, sort of, yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was really great. On top of that, sort of an internal thing. Internal enough for a kid's show where he's talking about how he's, uh, his villain is uh, is more of a bat, more uh, more legendary than he is. Yeah. So yeah. there is some sort <clears throat> of inner cool. struggle kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's it's not like, it wouldn't be enough for a live action thing, like a Nolan kind of thing, but it, it's, it's enough for this kind of thing. Yeah. yeah it's totally, totally enough. And so I thought that was pretty cool. They weren't yeah. zombies. Zombie they were the, well. What did they call them? The the the, the lost the ones. minions. Yeah, the lost, the lost ones. ones. The yes. undead. Yeah. I liked that line that Dracula had, not the dead, the, the undead. undead. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Stormare as Dracula, yeah. pretty great. Kind of metal. I mean, anything yeah. that's like going to be horror is going to have some metal. Is that? It's, yeah. it's yeah. interesting. No, yeah. he's perfect for this. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember... Remember, I was watching this, just being like, I can't believe how much blood is in this stuff, especially the That's blood true. bank That's fight true. with yeah, Vampire cool. Joker, and he's just soaked in it's this literal red rain of blood yeah. on him. And of course, they had to animate it with the lighting so that it's like black and rather than yeah, red, because right. then they didn't want it too much. But still, I'm just like, eh, like yeah. that would have been awesome if they if they just somebody enough. changed it. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> a scene where Batman's literally like doing a blood pump to feed Joker. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. a wild script, yeah. man, for a kid's show. Yeah, like, <laughs> Batman actually stops going out and patrolling so he can find a cure for Joker. Like, that's, yeah, that's a that huge was, character moment. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it shows the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, graciousness, the benevolence of Batman in that in that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he yeah. he stays in the Batcave rather than answers Vicky's call. Like, that says right. so much right, about right, the character. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's afraid of commitment. Yeah, <laughs> but he's committed to You'd Joker. Be in his he man cave. <laughs> They're meant to do this forever. Yeah, pretty much. These aren't toys. I'm a hobbyist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three main sequences that stood out for me. First one: uh, Batman versus the SWAT team. That seems like it's yes. kind of cool, yeah. and then it turns yes. out it's actually Dracula taking out the SWAT team. Yes. Oh right, that was cool. Yeah, Very that cool. was really well done. That man. was a cool twist yeah. on it. Um, second of all, is of course. Vampire Joker. I mean, yes, that's something yeah. that's actually yes. unique to this story. I want that figure, that different color scheme that they had going. Yeah, with oh, the fangs looked and everything. great with the yeah. fangs and the claws. There's yeah. probably a Funko of that. There's yeah. a Funko of everything. I don't like Funko Pops. Oh, yeah, I forgot. First. No Funko for you. Uh, and then the last one. <laughs> and I don't like you. And I don't like you. <laughs> I hate everything. And this wine is okay. My name's Wolfie. <laughs> uh, and then just... It, it always struck me. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, that. if you're listening to just audio, his fucking mic just fucked up. All right, anyway, keep going, man. Uh, the <laughs> ending where he sort of re-embraces the the bat side of him. He remembers falling to the cave and yeah, yeah, does yeah. the thing. And and there's always some interesting thing with him going up against the supernatural, and we'll talk more about this. But like, he has a no killing rule, but. What do you do when your opponent's already dead? I said the same thing as yeah. soon as this movie ended to go Wolfie. to yeah. town. I, I was like, on motherfuckers. Yeah. He has a no kill rule for just humans and maybe some other people, but like this is like an almost unstoppable force, a guy that will never fucking stop. He has to make that exception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Joker's still human and can be put in Arkham Asylum. Fucking 
Dracula cannot be put in Arkham Asylum. Right. Yeah. So this is this is the where you draw the line. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, yeah, that's why when he does kill him, it's, it's like the rare times you see Batman kill, but it's it's so justified. It's fine. Yeah, it's really weird, right? Uh, <laughs> like yeah. you don't punch his ass into yeah. a pile of bones. Yeah, I forgot about that part when I rewatched it today. I was like, oh, like he's just gonna use the sun because I remember big. that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just goes down and just he punches. Him. He just I'm punches. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, doubles down on that shit. Yeah, you could say he. Like hates Dracula more than any of the other villains because he's willing to let like like look what he does for Joker his most hated enemy he he keeps him in the Batcave so he can save his life but Dracula he's like fuck you I'm gonna kill you is it because he feels like he's just a little bit extra dangerous is that why well he has that great line he's like he says he may walk like a man but. Uh, he's, he's, no a he's, yeah, a he's a monster. He's a monster. He's a monster. Yeah, exactly. It's like, ooh, that's yeah. cool. That's the right when I said, oh, I want to see him fight all the Universal monsters now. Yeah, it'd be so easy Wolf to beat Man Mummy, son. though. <laughs> Mummy would be great. He's on an expedition in Egypt. There's probably bad in those pyramids. Scholarship, the, like oh, Mummy, who can adventure. do the like plagues thing, like in the Brendan Fraser movie. That would be that would be dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. I want to see Batman stealth takedowns in a pyramid. That'd be pretty Ooh, sweet, actually. Yeah. That'd be yeah. pretty That's sweet. That's a good point. I mean, there's a way you could work all that shit, man. That'd be it's awesome. got to go to Egypt. Roswell Ghoul. Roswell Ghoul's Egyptian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. There you Ra- go. He and Roz are after the same mummy or something like that. Rami Malek and plays like, Roswell Ghoul. And he, like, knows that mummy. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. When he was living. There we go. That's another pitch. It's his there childhood, his boyhood friend. You're welcome, Warner Brothers. He's yeah. got an emotional connection to him. No, Batman, don't kill him. He's like, bro, I love killing monsters. <laughs> he unravels him. <laughs> He's a monster. He's not a guy. Can, can we just fuck out of him? Let's go back a couple scenes and where we have a fucking... Uh, whole scene where Batman is just stabbing motherfuckers with syringes. Yeah. Uh, that too. scene was awesome. That was yeah. one of my favorite scenes, man. That was awesome. He's yeah. taking out the, uh, what were they called again? The, un- the, lost, the, the lost ones. ones. The lost ones. The yeah. undead. Basically well, like zombies that are reversible because we can't kill people in this, except for Dracula, yeah, in I mean, this uh, kid's car t- show. Yeah, it's a TVG yeah, version yeah. of like, yeah, like I can cure vampirism and everything like that. Like it's yeah, obviously yeah. not what you're going to see in most vampire movies, but like whatever. Yeah. It's it's this version and it's the Batman type of version. So and they're like, they're like zombie vampires. Yeah. They're, exactly. they're their own kind of thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it's pretty good, man. I mean, this is a very competent Ghouls. fucking movie, man. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part except mm. for penguin <laughs> oh, no, I just can't i just can't i'm sorry you made a billion dollars off of spongebob so i'm sure i'm gonna give a fuck but I mean, man it's, that it's not the not actor's good, bro. fault yeah 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 it's not the actor's fault uh on this uh i do always did like the idea because they, they like pairing these two together i mean if there's anybody who goes up against dracula more uh it's sherlock holmes uh okay. because oh, of the fact they're from the same era yeah but you Encounter the same thing where you have a detective type who's very much about science and logical thought, and he's up right. against the supernatural, and he's just out of his depth in the beginning. He's just like, right. I don't think that this is real, or like I've never been able to prepare for this because I never thought this stuff was real. So I'm right. like, how, what do I do against this type of stuff? So I always thought that was cool about it, outside of the fact that like, uh, you know, the whole do I kill or do I not kill when the person's already technically dead, right? That type of aspect. Um, and then, of course, the other part that I really liked about it was what you already brought up with the whole idea of, like, Dracula is everything that Batman pretends to be. Right. He is right. the legend uh, that is the one in the shadows. He's he Like, Batman just uses that as, like, a weapon and a tool. But at the end of the day, he is a guy who's just out yeah. there saving lives and is a human being. Dracula is not. It makes Bruce Wayne feel fake, I guess. Yeah, it does. And yeah. Like, how do I... Like, he became Batman to strike fear into criminals. He 
can't make this guy afraid of him at all. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's like, true. nothing this guy... This yeah. guy is like, you ain't shit. Doesn't have the edge. Yeah, yeah. he has no yeah. edge against this guy. He's just a modern yeah. man against him, which is kind of cool where in the, at the end, it's technically Bruce Wayne who kills him right. with his with his device. He's like, you're Bruce Wayne. And he's like, I'm the Batman. And I'm like, right. okay, yeah, like, that's him not only reclaiming the identity, but also being like, you got owned by a human being. Right. <laughs> not just another Batman on this. So that's what I appreciated uh, of this ending on here. Uh, let's see. Outside of that, the in terms of the Batman stuff uh, that was in here, if you guys, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but there was no Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, I did not notice that. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, that's because... he was on paid administrative leave. Mister <laughs> <laughs> Gordon actually didn't show up until the end of season two. Oh, in in the cartoon? In, in the show because oh, he was wow. younger, right? Okay, they Had he not just... met him yet. And yeah. yeah, there was this weird thing they they call it the the bat embargo uh, that happens with some of these TV shows where they're not allowed to use certain characters who show up in the movies. Now, at the time, Batman Begins was coming out, and Gordon was a part of it. Um and uh, they they've never used Ra's al Ghul or Scarecrow in this show. Okay, it's possibly because of that, and they didn't use Two Face either. Now keep in mind that doesn't explain how they can use Batman, Alfred, Joker, and and Bane and Catwoman and the ones who actually did end up in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, those certain characters didn't show up. This is uh, they didn't want to confuse the audience. They didn't want to confuse That's the one. audience. You know, how and, can there be two Batman things going on at once? An animated series and a Christopher Nolan movie. It's the same yeah. thing. I can't. Yeah, I can't wrap it. my head around it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. So in the beginning, it was uh, two detectives who were hunting after Batman throughout the first season, uh, and that one was Ellen Yin who was a Chinese-American version of Ellen Yindel, who was the commissioner uh, replacement for Gordon in The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, and she was voiced by uh, Ming-Na. That was before, like, Ooh. you know, uh, before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. days mm, and everything. Like uh, and the other detective was Ethan Bennett, who was uh, basically, he was voiced by Stephen Harris from The Practice, but uh, he was this black, bold guy, and he's not from the comics at all. But okay. he was established as Bruce's childhood friend. He's there, Harley Quinn. He's there, Harvey Dent, actually. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because uh, later on, Joker turns him into Clayface. And okay. And he's their Clayface, and so... Not Two-Face. Not Two-Face, actually, probably because they couldn't use Two-Face. Wait, Harvey Dent becomes Clayface in this Well, one? he's he, Ethan, his name is Ethan Bennett, but he's okay. kind of like Harvey he's Dent. He's that archetype. Uh, he used okay. to be Bruce's friend and ally. And I gotcha, he becomes okay, a villain. I gotcha. So, <laughs> it makes sense now. It does You're make sense. Stuff. Yeah, Thank so... You, during this time, those were the detectives on it until they did a um, an episode at the end of the season two uh, called Night in the City where uh, Batman and Yin are going up against Joker, Penguin, and Riddler at the same time. Uh, and Batman sort of establishes himself as the protector of the city and steps out of the shadows, and that's when Commissioner Gordon shows up with a bat signal. Okay. So then Gordon became part of the show, and then they brought in Batgirl uh, in season okay. three. Uh, and then season four is when they brought in Robin. So Batgirl four seasons of this show? Five, actually. Yeah. Five, really? Yeah. So to 2010. You don't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I didn't know. This, is, this one just went by me, man. I did not know about it. It's one of the more life. obscure versions of it. It doesn't really, it hasn't really influenced like, anything since. Let, but. let me put it this way. I've seen more Beyond the Batman. Or what this was third year Where the Batman. Where the Batman than this show. <laughs> this is third year of college. Andrew was just trying to finger bang. I was, I was getting, I was guess, I was getting the beak wet over there, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you were spending your time better than I was at the time. I was watching the Batman. I was watching the Batman cartoon while you were doing that. Oh man, <laughs> story of my life. Definitely, I was definitely finger banging imagination. <laughs> what would you say? I was finger banging imagination. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. God, yeah, Super House was crazy. Uh, Super, yeah, Super House. Uh, season three still is. Super season three was where they brought in Batgirl. Poison Ivy was for some reason was her high school classmate. So Poison Ivy was a teenage girl. So there's like, <laughs> oh really? Kind of factored to that. Uh, season four was when they brought in Robin, and that was kind of a cool episode because uh, his dad was voiced by Kevin Conroy. Mr. Grayson was voiced by Kevin Conroy. Oh shit! And Boss Zuko who really kills shook it up. Yeah, Boss Zuko who kills the Graysons was voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh shit! So they okay. tried and brought them in everything, and then Robin got introduced, and Robin had to meet Batgirl, and Batgirl felt jealous because she's supposed to be Batman's original partner in this continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was cool. And then season five was when they just went full Justice League with it. Cool. Okay. So every episode was Batman teamed up with a different Justice League member. They brought in Superman. Just beware. Arrow. I keep saying beware. There's the Batman versions of all these characters, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There's and then they brought in Lucius Fox at like the last minute, even though like Lucius Fox at that time was basically Morgan Freeman. Okay. Uh, he yeah. looked like Morgan Freeman. He had the same backstory and everything. This and is wrong. They just this is wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong. Rehabilitation. I'm my resignation. <laughs> uh, and it for. ended with actually I don't really remember. Yeah, it ended with all of them finally teaming up, uh, and it. And oh yeah, and lastly, what was cool was that they had their own version of uh, Hugo Strange, who was the administrator of Arkham Asylum. Cool. This is the first time that they uh, established that actually, with him being the administrator of Arkham. Was this, these are the best episodes or what? Uh, these are some of the best episodes. I know you're yeah. the biggest Hugo Strange fan there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was voiced <laughs> by Frank Gorshin. Oh, what cool. the Riddler? He played the Riddler. That motherfucker's yeah. still alive. Yeah, well, he was still alive at the time. He died like halfway through it and then they replaced it with a guy Frank who was Gorsh. doing an impersonation so Frank Gorshin the, Frank Gorshin the, the was fucking Hugo Strange was Hugo Strange for a bit yeah well Jesus and he, he, H. Macy he deepened his voice as Hugo Strange and that was actually the influence on the voice in the Arkham City game oh shit cool. you know okay. how in the Arkham yeah. City game he has the very like you know I look forward to beating you Batman yeah yeah like that, yeah yeah, yeah. That, like the first one to take that type of voice was Frank Gorshin yeah okay so we owe not just the Riddler characterization type stuff to Frank Gorshin but also Hugo Strange uh, in that there was uh, for a while he was kind of an ally to Batman as okay. the administrator to Batman. Arkham uh, and everything but you knew there was something going on under the surface and he was secretly doing shit to uh like bring the or break the uh, Arkham inmates out uh, to test the Batman and everything because of his fascination with him. There was another episode called Strange Minds where they literally go into it's like the it's like a version of the Cell <laughs> uh, where they literally go into the Joker's mind. Okay, uh, Hugo Strange was the guy who could like record dreams and shit, right? Record dreams? Wasn't that in oh, Batman in, the animated series? in the animated series? Yeah, yeah, he did, and he like figured out his. I yeah. Secret identity. Yeah, and then tried to auction off. Okay. So yeah, that version of Hugo was a wimp. That's the only one version. I'm yeah. actually really familiar with. Yeah, no, this one was the actual criminal mastermind. Probably the best cool. uh, animated. Yeah, definitely the best animated version of Hugo Strange. One of the best versions of the character, really? adaptation wise, uh, before they before um, Gotham and Arkham City. Okay. Uh, also, they oh, both wow. they all nailed it. Really. Arkham City more or less nails everything. Yeah, right? pretty much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 
that was cool. Uh, the instead of the bat signal for a little while, he had something called the bat wave, which is that thing that that come that blinks on and off in the bat cave that you saw in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, and it looks like uh, the the Adam West Batman signal a little bit. Bat, yeah, yeah, bat, yeah. 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 Has yeah. that the rounded edges. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's it's if it's not that, it's pretty damn close. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that sound so much that is now my ringtone. <laughs> oh shit, that's awesome. Nice. Uh, <laughs> because the <laughs> no, that's that's if I use the Adam West. Bat phone because <laughs> oh, yeah. I tried that once and that did not go very well. <laughs> and Harriet's <laughs> calling, uh, so I only use that for like if my boss calls or something. But... Wait, what happened in this situation? I want to know. No, but... it's just it's annoying as fuck. Okay, okay. I thought it really that? like fucked over like you and you're making out with a girl or something. <laughs> no, 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 she's no, like, no, I okay. have got to leave. Like, <laughs> no, they wouldn't know what's happening. Last is. time I'm okay. downloading Zedge. Um, this is <laughs> the ringtone app. <laughs> the let's see, the first. Yeah, this is the only movie of the, of the Batman, but it was not supposed to be. It was only supposed to be the first one. The second one they were going to do was the Batman versus Hush. They were oh, going to really? do Hush. That was them. Yeah, they wow. wanted to do Hush. They, were, they said they were going to feature their version of Joker, Catwoman, Clayface. I think the Ethan Bennett version. Yeah, because they they brought in a second Clayface later. Uh, Penguin, because <laughs> uh-huh. Penguin was such a big part of this animated show, oh, even though he's not in the Hush. Yeah. Penguin. Uh, Mister Freeze, who is voiced by Clancy Brown. You know, Lex Luthor himself. Oh, cool. oh shit. Um, and this Mr. Freeze shot ice stuff from his hands. Oh, that's it cool. It was part of his suit. That's cool. That's cool. Um, there was no Nora, though. He was like a thief who got like caught up in the ice, so it wasn't as Maybe cool. they felt that was too much like the other one. Yeah, I guess they didn't want to compare it to Heart of Ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And they would have featured... They do their own thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it also, of course, because he's one of the main vi- villains, uh, would have featured Riddler, who in this continuity was uh his design looks like marilyn manson okay <laughs> uh, with like long black hair this is for what the, the batman for the batman okay. yeah uh but he was voiced by robert england uh oh, and he had oh, a really shit. cool yeah he had a really cool voice uh as the riddler um the show also had the ventriloquist who you can briefly see in the beginning of this movie okay uh he's the he's yeah, one of the inmates I saw him dummy yeah, or, yeah with like yeah. The, the glasses and everything oh yeah. yeah um and he was voiced by uh homer simpson himself oh, what dan castellaneta yeah <laughs> oh marge <laughs> he was actually really and he was really good at it because you couldn't tell that Homie. it was homer yeah <laughs> oh my god Come to so bed, uh let's see other connection <laughs> <laughs> anyway good uh, so that's what I got to say when in terms of connections to the Batman series. Uh, we're going to do a deep dive now because I prepared stuff in terms of oh, Batman. Surprise deep dive. Uh, there's a long surprise deep dive. Here of, we go. Uh, Batman and Dracula, or vamp- Batman and vampires in general. Uh, 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 Are they all set uh, on All Hallows uh, Eve? Uh, uh, no, not necessarily. AKA Salwin? Not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. So. <laughs> Let's see. Pagan. What do we have? It's a pagan, man. <laughs> pagan, man. Hey, man, you worship the devil. Out, man. They eat fucking raw bacon or some shit, I heard. <laughs> I heard raw bacon, man. Wait, I thought only Muslims don't like that stuff. Man. <laughs> you telling pagans don't like I it either? I heard they eat vegan cheese. Vegan cheese, man. That shit Sandful. tastes like fucking shit, man. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> Oh, I'm cracking myself. Whenever I have up. vegan ice cream, it always feels like there's like something's always missing from it. I'm just like it's just not sweet enough or whatever. But it's just it I doesn't come from, from the tit of a cow. I needed to come from the tit of a cow. Like, I needed to be sucked. I will shit tit. my pants. The teat. Why do you have lactose intolerance? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other. Do things. you really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. With like milk and ice cream or testy. <laughs> I can Loser. eat cheese. Okay. Ah, oh, gotcha. 
But you I think can't there's eat not a cheeseburger? No, yeah. You can eat, yeah, uh, I think there's, there's not as much lactose content in cheese. Yeah, man. Don't but be a wuss. liquid milk, that's <laughs> fucking disgusting. From a cow? <laughs> I only drink breast milk, white Russians, man. I've seen Oak Job, man. I make me a goddamn vegan up in this motherfucker. Yeah, Oak Job's great. <laughs> what if there's a redneck vegan? That's the next character, bro. <laughs> man, you know, you got to worry about your. <laughs> Your carbon they footprint, use all man. kinds of antibiotics and enzymes and things. You that don't shit, need that in your body. That shit, that shit contributes you to climate back change. Look history. Man. You'll see you give you cancer. You give you cancer. People man, shouldn't be ingesting other animals. Health go down a goddamn toilet. Let's see. There was a brief tie-in comic with this movie because there was a whole oh, comic yeah, series. Batman. Yeah, there's a whole comic. <laughs> there's a whole <laughs> comic series that tied into the show called The Batman Strikes. Cool. Uh, issue number fifteen was sort of. It's kind of set in the middle of the movie where. Um, this rich brother and sister duo, I think, get uh, kidnapped, and they think they're one of the lost ones. But it's really Penguin trying to do like his own scheme behind Dracula's back and shit. It's this Penguin. Yeah, of course, it's this Penguin. It's not in any series. It's your favorite version. Penguin. Of penguin. Oh man. So there's that genuine. Uh, we didn't really talk that much about Vicky Vale. Uh, oh, she was <laughs> drawn well. <laughs> Quite like we her. I'm we sorry, Sarah Michelle Geller's legs. I don't want to get too creepy, but. You know, it was a good drawing. <laughs> I crush on cartoons. <laughs> she's voiced by Tara Strong. Oh, that's Tara right. Strong, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's also, I think she's the only animated Vicky Vale. Because she wasn't and in the really? animated series. And a redhead. She's normally blonde, right? She's normally a redhead, actually. She's normally a redhead. Mm. Oh, they, well, Bert she was only, lied to me. Yeah, she was only blonde in the 89 movie because they got Cam Basinger at the last. Well, she could have been brunette because it was going to be Sean Young. You know, but. I'm sorry, I'm a fucking bat poser. You fucking pose. Yeah, she's always been a redhead. <laughs> bat loser. She's been a redhead since her first appearance in the 40s uh, and everything. And she's written as a redhead in the original 89 See? script, but because of the casting involved and, you know, you don't turn the hottest blonde in 1989 into a redhead okay. for one movie. She she was she was cool. Uh, she doesn't... She's not quite as badass as, like, we've seen Batgirl, but I guess not every, not every woman character is going to be that badass, but she, it does kind of yeah. fall into the trap of, like, a woman needing to be saved. Yeah. But, uh, but other than that, I, I mean, look, man, it was... I thought it was pretty good overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they... And she added to the story she adds a little, with yeah. an emotional component in terms of her fondness for Bruce and trying to get closer to him. Mind that was good yeah. as opposed to just being like damsel in distress kind of. Yeah. She has that line like I'm not that shallow and all that. Mm -hmm. That's that's good. And yeah. Later, that's she good. becomes damsel in distress. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That best happens, of both worlds. It does become <laughs> it, it does make me wonder if they explored her a little better than the than the 89 movie where she's mostly just a damsel in distress. Yeah, she was intended much. to be yeah. more like this where she's like supposed to be have a little more depth to her but as we went over in our as we went over in the deep dive episode on those scripts like they, they kind of cut a lot of the stuff that made her you know more interesting uh, and it's ambiguous to me at the end whether or not she figured out that it was Bruce as Batman because she's kind of looking up at yeah, Batman yeah. it's not like she yeah. had much time with Batman to have an emotional connection to him yeah so maybe she's figured it out, but she never shows up in the anim actual show. So this is the this is the most that we get off of the Vicky Vale story, right? In this continuity. Uh, all right, so deep dive stuff. Not only am I the senior Batman correspondent, but I also know a shit ton about Dracula. So here we go. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> We're lucky at Superhouse. Um, Thanks, Ben. Dracula, the original novel, um, has a lot of differences from what we know of vampire lore. Okay, uh, and shit. So. Uh, the image of Dracula that we normally see, and even the version in this movie, is not what is in the in the novel. We're used to the Bela Lugosi, the you know handsome guy with like the widow's peak and shit, and wearing the he's decked out on the cape and all that, and that's just all universal. 
studios okay. in 1931. Uh, the actual version, in he shows up and he's an old man with a bushy white mustache. Uh, okay. in, the, in the novel, uh, he's basically Commissioner Gordon. Uh, no surprise, he was played by Gary it's Oldman. Not at one sexy point, vampire yeah, at all. Not very sexy, but he does get younger as he drinks more blood. And so he goes from, you know, old man with a mustache to young man with a mustache. Okay. Uh, but uh, that that's one of the things that got carried over into this movie is the whole, like, he gets ah. younger whenever he feeds. Because we didn't see that with Bela Lugosi or mm. with Christopher Lee. Or that's cool. Like that. Yeah, I like, I like the evolution yeah. aspect to this, to yeah. this guy. He's yeah. kind of like a ghoul at yeah. first. Like yeah. that Nosferatu-looking kind of monster. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He's more yeah. human-looking. Uh, which yeah. is cool. Exactly. So he starts off more, mon- but then he can blend in more the more that he feeds. Uh, let's see him shape-shifting into a bat is also from the novel that's that's mm-hmm. another factor of it. I love that shit like I, I feel like they don't mm-hmm. do that with a lot of like vampire stuff anymore yeah not but really. I mean like turning into mist turning into a wolf if mm-hmm. at will turning into a bat yeah. I mean I think I would I would love them <clears throat> to bring that back and maybe it makes him too powerful but yeah. man the mm-hmm. more powers the better dude I think yeah. it's so cool yeah. yeah you just have to be clear about what the rules are yeah 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 uh, let's see him having no reflection. Obviously, that's a famous vampire thing. Mm, yeah. um, and then Dracula having a human servant. Most of the time, it's Renfield, uh, and it so Penguin was basically his Renfield. Uh, <laughs> your favorite Penguin, worst Renfield ever, bro. <laughs> worst Renfield. <laughs> Uh, the <laughs> alias of Alucard with him spelling his last name backwards. That's actually it's become such a trope in Dracula movies. It started with Son of Dracula, Von Chaney, and just. Like every single time Dracula's trying to go by an alias, he goes by Alucard. Uh, it's it's worn thin. Um, it's the uh, also like it's very famous in the Castlevania video game series. Oh yeah, that's true, yeah. Symphony of the Night, where you, where you play as Alucard. But they do make a difference in that game where you're Alucard fighting Dracula. I think if yeah. I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. Also in that game, you could turn into mist, turn into a bat, all that shit. Fucking yeah. love it. Anyway, oh, mist stuff is from Bram Stoker, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah see. for we'll, sure. We'll go into like one of the major differences, but later on. But uh, his bride in this movie is Carmela Karnstein. Now, that's not just some made-up name from the movie, nor is it actually in the Bram Stoker book. Carmela Karnstein is actually a vampire from a story before Dracula was published. Really? So this is really well-researched, this movie. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It it was written in 1872, and Dracula was 1897. So it actually predates Dracula as a vampire story, has similar aspects to it. Um, You know, Eastern Europe, castles, mysterious... You know, people getting victimized and dying and it's everything. It's essentially like that. a woman Dracula yeah. doing all the Dracula things. Pretty much. However, there's one main thing, and that's probably the reason why it wasn't super popular at the time, even though it would probably be more popular now. Uh, lesbians. Oh, really? She basically has a lesbian relationship what? with the main character. And there weren't uh, lesbians back then, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> so until sure that's a recent thing, man. Yeah. When everybody started going vegan, bro, yeah. they started getting gay. It was a liberal response to the election of the great Ronald Reagan. <laughs> the chemtrails turning us god dang uh, lesbos, man. That's so, what they first tested the gaydar on. <laughs> the gay Chemtrails laser. turned on the gaydar, is what mm. I believe. I read that book on Get your tactical bath from Alex Jones. Hey, everybody. It's Andrew. I just wanted to tell you about our friend Israel's retro gaming shop, RetroCo. If you go to retro-ko.com, you'll be able to see all of his retro gaming goodies. If you wanted to get that Sega Saturn hidden gem from back in the day, or if you wanted to get the Famicom disc system that you never got as a kid, or any other type of retro game that you were into or uh, import game 
please go to RetroCo.com. That's Retro-KO.com. And if you use the Superhouse code Johnson's Ballsack, you'll be able to get a little bit of a discount at checkout. So please, once again, if you could just go to RetroCo.com, you can also go to Facebook.com slash RetroCo with no hyphen. That's R-E-T-R-O-K-O. You'll be able to find him on Facebook as well. If you were looking for that PlayStation import game that you never got, if you were looking for that Mega Drive game that you never got, or any other kind of retro game, any import game, it could even be European, Israel also curates bundles at RetroCo, and he'll curate that bundle just for you. So please, go check him out. If you put in the code Johnson's Ballsack at checkout, you'll receive a Superhouse discount. <laughs> All right, keep going. But yeah, Carmilla, Carmilla is actually she's older than uh, than Dracula actually is technically uh, if you go by real life history. Uh, but yeah, I always thought that was interesting whenever they try to pair the two up because of the fact that she's kind of the obscure, she's the mother of all vampires basically on here. So it's kind of cool that they got a shout out from that. Women uh, did it first, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Women did it first. Uh, Mila. Dracula gets resurrected by Penguin's blood. And the idea of Dracula dying and getting resurrected by someone else's blood started with the Hammer horror movies, which had Peter oh, Cushing yeah. as Van Helsing and Christopher Lee as Dracula. And that's important for Batman because the Christopher Lee movies actually influenced how Neil Adams drew the Batman cape. Oh, that's cool. In the 1970s. That's cool. So he... Uh, I found an interview where Neil Adams says, quote, uh, he noticed, you know, I noticed when he turned, he didn't just turn. He's talking about Christopher Lee in a Dracula movie. He says he made a little quick turn to the right, and then he turned to the left and walked off. And by turning to the right, he caused his cape to begin to flow outward. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing. yeah. Gotcha. He says, I realized I, he made that turn to the right to get the cape moving, because if he had turned to the left, he'd walk right into his own cape. Uh, and I realized that Batman has to rehearse his cape. He can't just wear the cape. He has to rehearse the cape because he's going to be in fights and stuff. And I saw the fights in the old television show where the cape would get in the way. But you have to rehearse the cape. A person who wears a cape can't just wear it. He has to stand in front of a mirror and move around and do things or else the cape will get in his way. So part of Batman's training, if he's going to wear a cape, is to rehearse the cape. Neil Adams repeats himself so much. Is to rehearse the cape. And I got that from Christopher Lee. Okay. Uh, and he, Neil Adams himself, donned a cape in the mirror and started doing that. You talked to Neil Adams at Comic Con? I didn't talk to him, okay. but uh, I talked to him briefly. I didn't talk to him for, for this, but I, I talked to him briefly at his store here in Burbank. Okay. Um, I, I have one run in with him. I oh, yeah. Share real quick. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So if you guys don't know, listen to the podcast. Fucking Neil Adams is at all the fucking conventions. He is very easily approachable. There's usually no line to meet him, despite how famous he is. And he's at all of them. There should be lines. There should be a line. I mean, there's sure if he's like giving out, uh, you know, uh, autographs and shit, he probably would be. But you know what? It's, I don't know. He just seems very approachable. So mm-hmm. I made this movie called Cape and Cal. Ben knows about it. I think Stefan knows about it. Wolfie. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I wanted to show him Dead Man because did he did he create Dead Man? He helped create Dead Man. He I helped think. to create yeah. it, right? Hold on, so look those up. I think he created it, or he he, he was co-creator. So Dead Man is a, uh, you know. It's a DC character that, anyway, just look it up. And we did this live action version of him, and and the only thing that he could say was, "Your makeup's all wrong." Usually, people that uh, you know, young artists think all their stuff is good, but often it's not that good at all. <laughs> That's what he told me straight to my face, and I was he just said like, "The dead man makeup was." Off. I wanted to show you the, uh, my movie. Will you be my dad? Yeah, it was it was like a little bit heart wrenching because we were really proud of that movie at the time, man. 
I mean, yeah, looking back, like, it's a little bit on the fucking <laughs> amateurish side, but it's decent for what it yeah, is. Yeah, but you wouldn't yeah. say that to fucking, like... He was like, the makeup's all wrong. That's all. That's the main thing he said. Get out of my face. The thing is, like, you can say that to, like, if WB's like, we're doing a Deadman movie, and they yeah. release a picture, and you can put it on Twitter, and I'm just like, yeah, that's not right, they yeah. fuck them. But, like, when you're, like, a fan and yeah. cosplaying and stuff, and you're limited in resources, like, why the fuck would you say that? Yeah, it, it, was, just, it was just like, man, I, this guy is critiquing the shit. Maybe he didn't have lunch yet. I mean, I think he was sort of right because I did like put it in the higher esteem that it probably yeah, should have been ultimately. But I mean, I was just excited to have that movie done at the time, and it was well, yeah. decent enough. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think it was wrong for him to do that. Yeah, but was you that know, the only part of whatever. the movie he saw? It's it wasn't only an overall critique. It was brief, and I knew that he, uh, he, it was his first time seeing it, I think. And uh, and I just yeah I wanted to show him just the dead man part because that's the one he created. Shows a complete yeah. lack. Uh, so it looks like he didn't create it, but he did have um, he did feature dead man a lot okay. when he drew him around. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I mean he always loves bringing in dead man whenever he's he's doing writing too. Yeah um, yeah yeah. And his stuff is just I don't know his his stuff is just really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, we'll get into yeah. that at some other point. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see. Other ideas. The idea of Dracula trying to resurrect his bride or look for... Or there's some versions where he's like, we're looking for a reincarnation of his dead bride. Okay. Um, a lot of people associate that with Francis Ford Coppola's movie, The Bram Stoker's Dracula, the one with Gary Oldman as Dracula. But actually, that started in the 1970s. Uh, there was one... There's a Dracula version starring... This brings us back to Batman. Jack Palance, who played Grissom. Wow. In Batman. Um, Can we just notice real quick about how similar that plot is to uh, Batman Sub-Zero where the villain needs the woman for his purposes uh, for her blood in particular. Yeah, that's true. It's very close. That's that's true. Yeah, I didn't thought about that. Probably because Mr. Freeze and Dracula, I'm not really thinking about them in the same way. Yeah, no, they're very... I mean, blood is obviously more connected to Dracula and Sub-Zero than it is Mr. Freeze, but... Yeah. And Sub-Zero did come first, so I don't know, whatever. So, uh, the guy who came up with the whole reincarnation thing, the guy who wrote that script was uh, a horror author named Richard Matheson. Okay. Yeah, boy. And Matheson is famous because his book that gets adapted all the time is I Am Legend. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. You obviously really like it more than Glass. Quite fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, Glass I mean, is the, a piece book, of trash. the book is amazing. Yeah. So good. The book is so I've never Have you it. seen the movie? I saw the movie. Nothing yeah. like the book. So okay. yeah, it's yeah, terrible. Exactly. You don't it's like absolutely it? Absolutely horrible. Well, yeah. that movie. <laughs> it's again, tr- garbage. Just to bring this back to the Batman connection, that movie not only stars Deadshot, Will yeah. Smith. Oh, yeah. It was produced by Akiva Goldsman, <laughs> co written by Akiva Goldsman, and Mark Protosevich, who wrote Batman Unchained, if you remember from the Batman oh, yeah. 5. Yeah, film. I remember. And I contacted him on uh, Twitter, and yeah. no response. By the way, I mean, what the, the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Get on the cast. He, he has a Twitter, but <laughs> his latest what? tweet was like in 2008 or some shit. Oh, like, okay, he's it's, probably not even checking. It's, it. de- it's debunked. It's okay. defunct or whatever. Uh, but uh, it's notable because the movie version of I Am Legend, he's going through the city, and at one point in the background, you see a poster for Batman for Superman. Yes, yeah, very famous. I know. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, famous Easter egg, uh, and that was yeah. obviously years before the real Batman vs Superman. But that was put in there because Akiva Goldsman was involved in the 2002 uh, Batman vs Superman. Why they keep involving Akiva Goldsman, the guy who wrote Batman and Robin, into these Batman projects? Yeah. I have no he idea. He wrote that crackerjack script, <laughs> Batman and Robin. They uh, used that Ed McGuinness Batman Superman logo. Yeah, yeah. I love that during that run. Great, good shit. Exactly. So like it, it, it all that ties would have been in. infinitely a better piece of source material than 
Don of Justice, Batman v whatever Superman, Don of Justice bro. was, whatever <laughs> the hell v. that was. Still understand the V thing, but whatever. <laughs> it's like in court. Yeah, it's supposed to something. be like in court. Oh, by the way, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot make yeah. fun of that V thing throughout the whole. <laughs> really? yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's yeah. great. Okay, yeah. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, now here's here's something about vampire lore. Uh, in the original novel of Dracula, sunlight doesn't do shit to Dracula. Really, mm. that was not a thing. He's a daywalker. He, all of them are daywalkers. It wasn't established. They can walk around during the day and back at back then. That's even okay. scarier. Uh, Jonathan Harker flat out sees Dracula walking around during the daylight and everything. The only thing is that the day just makes him a little weaker. But oh, that's about so it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. It wasn't until they did an unauthorized adaptation, Nosferatu, in 1922, uh, and they're just like, we need a quick way, because like, they didn't want to stay too true to the book, because they didn't have the rights to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, they didn't okay. want to stay too true to it, so what do we do? And they're just like, well, what if the sunlight just destroys him? Okay. And that was the creation of Vampires Get Destroyed by Sunlight, was from Nosferatu. Okay. And the first and the actor who played that off was Max Schreck, who, which was the name of Christopher Walken's character in Batman Returns. So again, everything dun, dun, ties dun. back to Batman. <laughs> Dang. Cool. Uh, and Man, obviously other vampire connections. David Goyer's claimed like first comic book adaptation. I like. I'm, I'm, seeing, the, I'm seeing the pattern yeah. here now. Yeah, you love Batman, Sherlock Holmes, and Dracula, and Sherlock Holmes and Dracula combined. Combined are, are fucking Batman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this fucking makes total sense, bro. <laughs> oh my god, total sense. Yeah. So okay, David Goyer obviously wrote the Nolan movies, but his first comic book, major comic book adaptation was Blade. Again, vampires. Yeah. And uh, obviously, our latest Batman actor is famous for being a vampire. So, those yeah. are our behind the scenes connections yeah, as well as connections sure. to, uh, to connections from Batman to vampire canon. Interesting. That's a cool thread that's been. Yeah, it's been throughout. It's, it's there, stuff. man. Yeah. So, if anybody's, sure. you know, is like, fuck, why would you put Batman versus Dracula? Then, like, there's a long history behind the scenes. Now, I'm going to go a little bit into long history in the actual comics. Great. I love it. So, uh, one of the very first Batman villains was a vampire. It was called Batman vs. the Vampires, Detective Comics number 31. And it's the... If you guys are seeing us on YouTube, you can see it. But it's... Gives Visual. us this... Oh. Gives us this famous cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a very famous cover. It's a very famous cover. If you're listening to this yeah. on the podcast only, you might want to go to YouTube just for the... We'll cut to a visual of that. that's what Pattison's cowl looks like. Yeah. That'd be tight. That'd be cool. I've That'd always, be cool. always loved it. I always wanted, like, if they were going to do a Batman origin movie, like Year One or Begins or something like that, to have his first costume kind of look a little closer to the original Bill Finger design, mm-hmm. just a little slightly modernized or so, because I always loved that. Uh, but uh, his, the villain in this one was called the Monk, and he's you can see him on the cover, and he's the guy in, like, the red cloak and everything. Uh, but it was in this story that we established a few things. First off, that Bruce Wayne had a love interest. This was the first time we introduced a girlfriend. And she was, of course, the damsel in distress, the one who gets his hypnotized all oh, the time. It was written in, like, what, 1941? 1939, yeah. 39, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and that was Julie Madison. Uh, that was his first uh, girlfriend, first love interest, and she finally came to life in Batman and Robin. Uh, but uh, other aspects, though, is this is the first time uh, that he uses a battering. Oh, the battering shit. was first oh, well. used in this story. Uh, it was spelled with an E, B A T E R A N G. Baterang? So, yeah, it's like Baterang. <laughs> so obviously they changed it. <laughs> Go away, I'm baiting. Um, I'm baiting, man. But there's also a. I eat uh, vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my asparagus over here, man. Asparagus. It was baiting, Rang. Uh, and there's. I'm going to save the world <laughs> eating vegetables. Baiting. Back to Dracula. Back to Batman and Dracula. <laughs> 
so there's some amount of traveling involved in this because they're they're in like Eastern European Europe and stuff. So obviously Batman has to travel. So he creates the early prototype version of the Batwing. This is the oh, first shit. time we see the Batwing. The image cool. of the Batwing going across the moon that Tim Burton kind of duplicated is in these issues. So this is all, it's all in tandem with this Dracula story. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It is kind of wow. like this. So Batman being up against the supernatural, being up against vampires and stuff is established very early on before Robin, before Alfred, before the Joker, before the Batcave. Any of those things, okay, uh, is established. So God, uh, they didn't have the Batcave at this time. Didn't even have the Batcave. That was an invention in the 1943 serial. That oh, was the serial. The, movie. the serial made that. The Where serial, did Batman hang out? Uh, he just had. He His didn't even mansion. have. He didn't have a mansion either. It wasn't even established that he had a mansion. It was just literally him in a room, and he's like, "All right, time to become Batman." He just opened a trunk and then pulled really? the costume out. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was cool, it. man. Whoa. And let's then when that they good. yeah, when they wrote the serial, they're like, "Let's give him the cave and everything." And then the actor they cast for Alfred, for whatever reason, DC Comics really liked that actor, and they're like, let's make Alfred look like that. And so they they made they changed Alfred from the from the short, fat looking guy to a thin guy with a mustache. Mm. And that every okay. version of Alfred has been based off of that. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, this is before Alfred, before the Batcave. Uh, the only you know, the only other established thing thing is this is even before the origin. They didn't even establish the origin. We're two issues away from the origin. Oh, wow. Uh, as well. So this is how early it is that Batman's fighting vampires. Uh, and he ends up, and this is this part's kind of outdated for the character, he melts candlesticks into silver bullets and shoots the monk to death <laughs> with a silver bullet. <laughs> and that's how he kills him. And so that didn't age as much as some of the other Why is he stuff. called Monk? Is he like a monk from well, Transylvania? He's, uh, he's Because of what he looks like, he's, he's oh, okay. in like a red cloak outfit okay. type of thing. Okay, like so, a druid looking kind of thing? Yeah, so that's what he looks like. Uh, and then years later in like the, 70- the 80s or so, Jerry Conway updated it. Okay. And so the monk here was a post-Civil War plantation owner from New Orleans named Louis Dubois. Louis Dubois. Louis Dubois. Louis Dubois. Uh, and the monk You done actually... got yourself into a hot mess there, Mr. <laughs> Batman. Uh, they hey, also... man, as long as you eat those vegetables, you're doing good, all right? Well, I don't get that joke. The, <laughs> the, the redneck uh, vegan, man. Red, red, oh, right, yeah, right. Yeah, right it's right, a callback, okay. bro. Come on. To, our, to, <laughs> okay. to the previous gotcha. part of this How episode. How much wine have you fucking drank, <laughs> man? Uh, during the course of this story, uh, Batman actually gets turned into a vampire by the monk. So this is kind of a... This is kind of ties into what happens in the movie because he gets cured by a serum later on. So okay. kind of, this is where the carryover comes from. Uh, they did uh, have Dala, who was like the monk's henchwoman throughout. So she's kind of, there's usually, they come in pairs. There's the monk and Dala. There's two vampires. Okay. Uh, and they also carried over in a retelling later on when Matt Wagner did it uh, called Batman and the Bad Fuck Monk. Man. And in that version, they kind of made it ambiguous whether or not the monk was actually a vampire or if he was just some insane dude who thought he was a vampire and was telling people mm. that. So issues with the idea of like, you know, is the supernatural real? The the idea of theatrical villains coming out because he said it around the time right before Joker shows up. Okay, so we're still kind of in the year one ish era where you know Gordon's no longer putting a gun in his mouth and lobe <laughs> and lobe and flasks are He's polishing <laughs> off a fucking gun, man. Uh, Looks like it's time yeah. for a new gun. Yeah, so. Uh, oh, <laughs> that shit. Yeah, that's, that's dark, awesome. son. Yeah, it does end uh, with. 
lightning hitting the monk and we're not really sure if cool. that killed him or if it did kill him doesn't mean he's human or whatever so there wasn't really a follow-up to that but this version of the monk uh just to carry it over and uh and everything but i think uh, many years ago one of the first times i was on the podcast you asked me about um what stuff i was writing or had written that was batman related and i yeah. had written a spec script for gotham and a spec nice. script for those who oh, don't yeah, know you sent me this yeah, yeah. A spec script for those who yeah. don't know is one where you write a sample episode of the show you're not really pitching it to the show you're just writing it to show that you can write for tv yeah hmm. so my idea was bruce versus the monk yeah, the great. monk was my villain in that. Yeah. And so the monk was preying on the kids at Bruce's school, and that forced Bruce and Gordon to work together for the very first time. This mm-hmm. is the beginning of the Bruce and Gordon partnership. So it, I sort of combined the monk with a Grant Morrison character uh, from the Batman Gothic arc, and that character was named Mr. Whisper, and he was the headmaster at Bruce's school, but it turned out he was like this immortal monk who... Um, preyed on children and stuff so i was oh, just like sounds right, so. like the vatican all right yeah <laughs> topical <laughs> it's pretty dark though once you go if you go there you're going yeah. pretty dark for a batman, oh, batman versus yeah. the yeah. vatican yeah come on yeah <laughs> <laughs> it ends with the pet signal on the vatican sick. and he adopts <laughs> all of them at the end to be robin yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's not weird because it's batman <laughs> and he's not God, i'm not touching them yeah. i'm just beating them up <laughs> you'll be diddled no more so I, I combined the monk with the Mr. Whisper character to basically be the villain of it. And in this version, uh, he is preying on kids. You would find the bodies. Of, this, is, this is dark shit that I had in this, but Gotham dealt with a lot of graphic shit, so whatever. It, 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 it But they were finding the bodies of kids with their throats slit and drained of blood. Cool. And what was happening was that the monk uh, is supposedly from this time period where uh, legend has it that to punish the misbehaving children, they would kill them and they would drain them of blood and they would drink the blood themselves in order to become immortal so this monk you know there's some scientific truth to this oh yeah they're literally they don't know what it is exactly yeah but young blood does sort of rejuvenate old people all right well and i guess if we get old we can just visit the elementary sounds school. like the bohemian look, look it up <laughs> the thing is there's so much in blood mm-hmm. and we still don't know everything about it yeah but there's there's just something to young people's yeah. blood. Mm. That's what they're doing at the Bilderberger meeting, the trilateral commission. <laughs> when they fucking like uh, intravenously being uh, fed. And they do a yeah, sacrifice blood. to Molech yeah. or whatever the fuck. Yeah. The Look owl up. god. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting that in Bohemian Grove mixed up. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Bohemian Grove is the summer spot where they do that. Ah, oh, got it. Well, anyways, this book is part of that cult. <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> no, not that, that fake shit. Back to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to tell real stories here, man. It's real shit that happened. Whatever, uh, dude. Alex Jones broke in to the fucking Bohemian Grove. Bohemian and he Grove. saw it. Of course. Okay, so obviously Whatever it's true. Whatever he says is true. Yeah, of course. Deep dive coming. Uh, let's see. Bruce makes himself one of the hostages and works with Gordon to take down the monk. And at the end... They just figure he's psychotic and believes that he was one of these people until uh, they find pictures because they were trying to find if there's any record of him. And they find records of mugshots of him from stuff like the early 1900s and shit. And they're just okay. like, okay, is it just a lookalike? Is he actually immortal? Mm. That type of stuff. So I played with that same ambiguity that was in the Matt Wagner version. Uh, but at the end, Bruce is kind of like, 
you know, Gordon tells him, assures him, he's like, you know, it was just a psychopath who was using a lot of, like, tricks and gizmos and stuff. And Bruce is thinking, like, about using, like, the idea of what if somebody actually used that theatricality or the use of that legend for good. He's like an old-timey evil. Mysterio. Yeah, kind of, kind of like that uh, sort of thing. Old-timey Mysterio. <laughs> old-timey, yeah. old-timey Mysterio, except on vampirism and killing children. So uh, that, that was my uh, take on the monk uh, and everything and the idea of the monk sort of inspiring Batman's costume eventually or the idea of needing a symbol or some sort of costume to create that. So uh, that's where that came from. This Dracula also in Batman vs. Dracula, yeah. he has that, like he can kind of like control people's minds basically. And that, that when you said right, Mysterio, yeah. it reminded me of that. So it's like, is that part of the original Bram Stoker? It is. He would uh, influence his victims uh, in okay. a way. He influenced Renfield. He influenced uh, Lucy Western. Yeah, like he influenced if they a lot are, of the if different If they characters. are of strong constitution, they can... They can go against it. They yeah. can go against it, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So that that's that that explains why Batman's able to do that in the movie. Okay. Um, now, back to the movie. This is technically not the first Batman versus Dracula movie. What? The first... In serials? Batman... Fa- no. The first Batman fan film was Batman Dracula. It was wow. in 1964. Oh, wow. And the fan who did it was Andy Warhol. Wow. What? I do know... Uh, yeah, I heard that Andy Warhol, he had... He did a Batman He movie, had Batman yeah. and Superman as part of his first art installment or something. Mm. His, his gallery, his first gallery. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He was a yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a big fan, man. Uh, and he did this in 1964. By the way, before... David Bowie's first song on his first album yeah. mentions Batman. Really? Yeah. What was the song? I can't remember. It's something. It it's it, dude. It's so British. Poser. It's like, Me and my father are going to do this. You know, it's like really ridiculous, <laughs> old ass British fucking corny shit. But at one point, he mentions Batman. He mentions. He does mention Batman. Mm. Yes, his first song, first album. It's appropriate considering how much influence he would later have on the Joker. Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, Bo- Bowie also a fan for sure. Yeah. Bowie is huge fucking nerd for how fucking fashionable a fashion icon that he was. Yeah. Talking about Mars and fucking like sci-fi shit all the time course, and yeah. hollow earth theory and shit mm-hmm. and fucking anyway yeah yeah fucking crazy shit so this was uh a couple of years before the adam west show so this predates that so he's already he's such warhol's such a fan he's making batman shit at a time where nobody was adapting batman there had only been the serials in the 1940s there's shots of this warhol suit uh, I can't find Batman anything. Suit? I couldn't find it. Oh, uh, wow. I, because the movie's basically been lost. DC uh, made him remove it from exhibitions, so it's kind of not around anymore. Hmm. Oh, that sucks, man. Uh, one interesting thing, though, is he, the guy he cast to play Batman, uh, Jack Smith, uh, he made him do a double role. He had him play both Batman and Dracula to symbolize that they're kind of like the same guy or the connection between the two this. of them. Damn. So uh, that this was is crazy. That man. was yeah. That was the first one. Get Basquiat as uh, Joker, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, man. Uh, uh, there's a whole subset of these fan films, especially in the Philippines. There's like some Batwoman one. There's a there's James Batman, which is like him as like it's a Batman that's like James Bond type of thing. And then there's another one called Batman Fights Dracula in 1967. Deep dives coming. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's Phil- believed to be lost in the Philippines, particularly. Yeah, specifically. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, wow, man. TV guys coming on those. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Holy there's, shit. there's another vampire called Gustav de Cobra who encountered Batman in the '70s comics. So he was the next vampire villain after the monk. Um, okay. And he could like turn inanimate objects. Uh, so he could like reach into a painting 
where there's like a shovel in the painting and then pull out a real shovel that's amazing and fight batman with it that's fucking and what awesome. was also cool was uh batman at one point he sees like okay there's a vampire so he breaks a chair and he stabs him with the stake and the guy starts laughing and he's just like that would only work if you actually hit my heart oh shit. And it turns out this guy was like some sort of surgeon who figured out how to put the heart outside of the body and still live what the fuck? So it's in like a case or something somewhere? This is a wild... <laughs> yeah. This is the this, Filipino one? No, no, no. This is an actual comic book. Oh, okay. It's an actual comic okay, book. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, Batman's fighting him, and he's trying to figure out where the heart must be. It's like it's somewhere in his mansion, but he notices that the grandfather clock starts ticking harder and harder, or louder and louder, whenever they're fighting. And he, pull, he takes a bow and arrow, and he shoots the arrow into the grandfather clock, and that's where the heart is. And that's how he kills him. That's cool. This is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Uh, and then finally, we catch up to the 90s where the first official DC Batman versus Dracula comes in. And this comes from this trilogy, Batman Vampire, by awesome. uh, Doug Mensch and uh, illustrated by Kelly Jones, who had this sort of, if you're looking at us at YouTube, had this sort of style, very, lends itself very much to like horror shit. It looks like some 90s comic shit. Yeah, Kelly Jones is very much of the '90s, and uh, uh, like the the long bat ears. Oh, yeah, that lend itself to a vampiric look. This is course. the opposite of Ben Affleck's little ears. Yeah, <laughs> is this the comic where Batman is a vampire? Yes, or yeah. Like so I was going to get yeah, into I've that. Seen illustrations. So of the first edition was called Red Rain. This is awesome. And uh, Batman basically turns into is being turned into a vampire during this time while Dracula is terrorizing Gotham, and he tr- turns out he's being uh, he's turned into a vampire by this woman named Tanya. And Tanya used to be one of Dracula's, you know, vampires, but she turned herself good, created like a blood plasm type, like a fake blood type thing serum and wants to fight him and has this whole army with her and has been turning Batman to give him the strength to fight Dracula in this time. Uh, So things get nuts when they lure Dracula's followers into the Batcave using Tanya and everybody as bait and they blow up Wayne Manor to collapse into the cave to crush everybody and kill them all. Uh, but that le- still leaves Dracula, who takes uh, Gordon hostage. But during this time, um, here's what's cool. When Batman's being turned into a vampire, he develops bat wings. It's awesome. <laughs> and he goes after Dracula, who can turn himself into a giant man-bat-type creature. So you have two bat-like creatures fighting in midair and everything. And Dracula's like drinking the last of his blood, but Batman's not going to go down without a fight, so he shoves dracula down and has dracula get impaled onto the sharp uh, oak tree is this in dc universe this is in elseworlds this is the most famous one of the most famous it's not on the the website it is on d oh yeah oh yeah it is on dc universe the first one is red rain is okay okay red rain is in it so uh chocolate rain Rain. (laughs) red (laughs) rain internet hits that means blood now internet uh, so Dracula's dead. Gross. Dracula's dead, but Alfred finds Batman's body has been drained of blood, and um, we go to we cut to everybody saying, "Okay, Bruce Wayne has died." Um, they go through the estate and everything. Everything goes to Alfred, of course, and Alfred goes to uh, the brownstone that he was hiding out in in Gotham City, and uh, he opens up the coffin, and Batman emerges as a vampire, and now he's going to fight crime as a vampire. How many indeeds do you give this comic? <laughs> Just like an eight or nine, but I mean, really? it's fucking awesome. Really, yeah. it's that good. Wow. It's, it's, it's it's awesome. It's not yeah, as, too, though it's not as good as as the other ones would steal a lot more with Batman's like moral quandary of okay. of this because it is a trilogy. So Red Rain is part one, 
Part two is Bloodstorm, where Batman's fighting crime as a vampire. It sounds like metal as fuck, and bro. I gotta to, read this well, shit. He has to resist. If, if you want, you, I can just leave this here and you can borrow it because I finished Yay. reading it just in time for Halloween. Um, he's trying to fight crime as a vampire without succumbing to the bloodlust. Because again, that's a line he will not cross, even like as a vampire. He becomes like a blade type, where he's getting getting. Uh, yeah, he's trying to get the, the pro- f- through ethical means. Yeah, he's trying to get that fake serum stuff that Tanya made, but Tanya died in the previous installment. So he's living off of that. He has Alfred make these stakes to use against the vampires because there's still okay. a subsect of Dracula's minions who are, who are around. So he is off there just killing vampires and. And in this version of the story, you have to stake them and behead them in order for it to be permanent. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so, as he's doing this, he thinks, all I gotta do is find the rest of the vampires, and that's it. Well, guess what? The Joker shows up, and he <laughs> wants to crawl around. Always. Yeah, he wants to crawl around all the remaining survivors and uses them to feast on the remaining mob bosses in Gotham so that he can take over. So he's using the vampires as a, as a, uh, as a tool, you know. Uh, and one of those vampires can turn himself into a wolf, just like in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula can turn himself into a wolf. Uh, but he turns himself into a wolf and ends up wounding and biting a woman named Selena Kyle. Okay. So you see where this is going. Uh, Selena becomes a werecat. Okay. And oh, yeah. meets vampire Batman. And uh, they realize they have that connection, and uh, it's believed that the love of a good woman will be what helps the bloodlust. Okay. So he no longer has to succumb to it. So they Worked have for me. their own like love story, and it's Batman, the vampire Batman, and the werecat versus all these vampires, and they're just killing motherfuckers left and right on this. And uh, it ends with Joker firing a bow. He fires an arrow towards Batman, but the werecat jumps in front of it, and Selina gets shot, and she dies. And that's the end of Batman's tether to humanity. So Batman takes it out on Joker, who, of course is like, wait a minute, you're a vampire and you don't feast on blood? So you can see where this is going, where Joker is like, well, I killed your girlfriend. I've always wanted you to cross the line and type of stuff. And he ends up uh, succeeding and getting Batman to finally drink human blood, his blood. So Dracula feasts on the blood of Joker and beheads him to prevent Joker from becoming Yay. a vampire too. But <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> In the third grade sense, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> he realizes he with guilt of what he's done, but he's like, okay, it was only Joker, but I don't want to become a murderer. So he has Gordon and Alfred put a stake through his heart at the end, uh, so that he uh, can die. And that's the end of part two, Bloodstorm. So part three is Crimson Mist. Now what the it's hell happens? All in this right here. Yeah, Crimson all three Mist. are in here. Yeah, it's called Crimson Mist, and that's when you know Batman. You when you dead. hit yourself with a weed whacker. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a period. Crimson Mist. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. All right. Shout out so, to the ladies out there. <laughs> Crimson Shout Mist. Shout out to Kooky Noms, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and Shasta. Now you're doing this. <laughs> Uh, forgive me for the timing, please. <laughs> By the way, I'm surprised how many women fans we have, yeah. honestly. Like, between Kooky and Noms and between how Shasta. We know about them. <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm surprised. Two is, like, way more than I expected. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thank you for listening, guys. Yeah. Back to this. Um, so, Batman's gone 
and all the villains come out of the shadow. So we got Two-Face, Scarecrow, Poison Ivy, Killer Croc, everybody. And Gordon goes to Alfred and he's like, you know, I wish that Batman was still around because we got to deal with all this shit. We'll got to do the best that we can. And Alfred's like, I know what I must do. And he goes down to where the coffin is and Batman's body is still there and he takes the stake out. And because remember, in this version, you have to stake and you have to behead. Okay. Alfred couldn't bring himself to take off Bruce's head. Uh, so he takes out the stake and Batman gets resurrected as a vampire and he's pissed because he's like, you didn't take off my head, Alfred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joker's blood is now coursing through his veins. Oh and he's God. full like on vampire. Kramer gave Jerry a blood infusion. You ever see that episode? I've only seen like one or two episodes <laughs> of Seinfeld, bro. <laughs> The reference was great. One. My dad watches the shit out of that every day. I just, I don't know. Like, I've been watching it every night for the yeah. last few nights. I mean, I get the appeal, but it, I don't know, man. I don't watch sitcoms that much anyway. I never watch. I never watch Friends. I never watch much of Frasier. All that yeah, shit. Seriously. Um, yeah. So Batman is like, all right, I'm, I'm, have to succumb to the bloodlust because I've already have. Yeah. But uh, the line I won't cross now is I won't do it to innocent people. Okay. So he goes out and he does the usual thing that you're used to where he's just like, all right, he corners, he's finally cornered Penguin. And then he bites into Penguin's neck and drinks all his blood and beheads him. And he does the same to Poison Ivy, uh, Scarecrow, Pretty and everything. Dark, yeah, And uh, Black Mask. And he takes Black Mask and his goons and he takes all their heads and he puts them on the gates of Arkham yeah. with the heads facing into the into the windows of Arkham as a warning. Most metal Batman of all time. Yeah. All the inmates are dead! And he's a warning to the inmates not to fuck with him. Uh, but I guess later on he decides that that warning was enough because a this is why it's called Crimson Mist. A red crimson mist starts going through Arkham and starts killing everybody. Zaz, Mad Hatter, everybody who was left who Zaz? wasn't out Batman there. Batman in mist form? Yeah, basically. And he's oh just this aimless demon of vengeance is swiping through everybody killing every and like this orderly is like running through arkham and just this blood is just coming out onto the floor and it's the blood of all the inmates and dark dr arkham is in his office and a head goes through the window and lands on his desk and the head comes with a note and it says go home you're done because no inmates are left to take care of they're all dead he it's fed on hell all of the story man. yeah <laughs> they went all out on this motherfucker yeah so the only villains left are Two-Face and Killer Croc, and they're like, Gordon, you know that this isn't right. You know we have to take him down, because when he runs out of villains, who's he going to pr- go after? You guys. He's going to go after the Killer innocents. Croc's blood's icky anyway. Yeah. So they make a pact with Gordon and Alfred to kill Batman. Okay. Gordon does. Gordon, yeah, because he's just like we have to turn have into a to monster. Yeah, point. like yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking vampire. And I've now. got nothing to do yet in this story. Yeah. <laughs> so Two well, Face sounds pretty good. Time for the mustache of justice. <laughs> so they're hoping to expose him to the sun. They're hoping to expose him to the sun and everything. But Killer Croc and Two Face double cross them. You know, surprise, surprise. Uh, Batman gets weakened, and Alfred's like, "You have to go up there. You have to save Gordon. You have to take out the rest of the scum." And Batman's like, I'm too weak. And then Alfred's like, well, then I think you should feed on me then. And I'm willing oh to sacrifice God. myself. So Batman feeds on Alfred and beheads him. What? In order to, well, he has to because he, in order to save Gordon from Killer Croc and Two-Face. So he needs the blood and Alfred's the only one willing to give it to him. So he kills Alfred so this that he can story feed is him. insane. <laughs> yeah. He goes after Killer Croc. He impales Killer Croc on those, you know, stalagmites in the cave. 
Stalactites? Stalactites. Stalactites was at the top. I don't know. Stalagmites. Stalagmites, yes. Pales him. I knew that, and of course. And then Two-Face uh, tries to shoot crossbows at him, and the two arrows come towards Batman, and he catches both of them. And he goes to Two-Face, and he's like, two arrows for two faces. Oh. And he puts both arrows <laughs> through his head, and he kills Two-Face. Alternate line would have been, I am holding as many arrows as you have faces. And then, not as good. No, not, not as, good. as good. Obviously. <laughs> I think my redneck vegan is better than uh, better than that right now. So he goes to Gordon. <laughs> You're stupid. And Gordon. <laughs> oh man. Gold. Batman goes to Gordon, oh, and Gordon's like, "Thank you, Batman," because he still thinks that the man he knew was inside there. And Batman's like, "Did you think that I just saved you for the hell of it? I saved you so that you're the only one I can trust." And I want to turn you so the two of us can take over this entire thing. And Gordon's, of course, not down for that. But Batman's basically turning to Dracula at this point because of, he's a vampire. Um, and Gordon's like, I have to go with the, the original plan. And so he blows up the Batcave uh, so that he gets exposed to the sun. And Gordon gets killed in the rubble. And uh, Batman is in the dark <laughs> and he realizes he's alone. And he's doomed to an existence of feeding on blood and everybody he could possibly take out is gone. And Gotham is safe so long as he isn't a vampire anymore and isn't around. So he steps into the sun and kills himself. This is quite... Uh, <laughs> I don't need to read it anymore. The crow must have just come out. <laughs> oh my god, what a fucking like... They went crazy. Let's kill with that. everybody. They went crazy uh, with that. So let's see. The, the Red Rain Batman, as they call him, the Vampire Batman, has shown up in a bunch of other stories. Uh, the Infinite Halloween Special, Countdown to Final Crisis. There was a Convergence story where uh, Swamp Thing teams up with uh, this version of Batman and goes up against uh, Dracula's remaining acolytes. And it kind of has an alternate version where um, uh, Batman and Swamp Thing, they're pitted together in the storyline where there's this there's this villain named Telos who pits together like heroes of different worlds okay you know and everything and like you don't get out of the pit or, or the the domes thing that he said unless like one of the heroes dies and so the vampire va- Batman volunteers it to be him and he stands out and gets to see the sun rise and uh, turns to ash so that swamp thing can go on and uh, live basically so okay that's kind of cool uh, let's see other versions they did do a kind of version of Vampire Batman in the episode of the Brave and the Bold show called Shadow of the Bat and that's when Dala from the Monk series remember I brought, talked about her the previous vampire she infects Batman and they have to find a way to cure him uh, and that and uh, later on when Bruce Timm did Justice League Gods and Monsters which is his alternate take on like what if the Justice League was someone else yeah I actually never saw that one uh, that was okay though. yeah it was Michael C. Hall voicing Batman who was in this version was Kirk Langstrom. Yeah. If you remember his man bat. But instead of turning into man bat, uh, he turns into a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Th- again, this whole Batman vampire thing has been around for the ages. Uh, but, yeah, that's those are the major beats when it comes to Batman versus Dracula, Batman versus vampires in general. Okay. Uh, is there this whole. It's kind of always been a subtle undercurrent throughout this guy's history. Well, such an obvious uh, influence on the character. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I could see why they definitely they do that. It's the only villain that can make Batman feel like a poser. Did Dracula no other villain can do that? Sixties TV show? No, that would have been perfect timing. It seems like it could work. Yeah, 
He's like, mon- a, he's like an Abbott and Costello Dracula version. Like the, the guy from the mo- Monsters. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa up. Dracula. Grandpa what Dracula shows up. What you call me an idiot for? <laughs> oh, but my But yeah, God. that is uh, Batman versus Dracula, and it's many, many forms. Incarnation. Yeah. Wolfie, <laughs> Wolfie, what'd you think, man? Of the Batman, crazy uh, Batman uh, comics? All oh, but if what he just oh, went over. Yeah. Um, I want to read those... At some problem? point, right. maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it's cool. I like the correlations that are drawn between this character and like what you guys were saying about like Sherlock Holmes and the, how these older yeah. stories influence um, such a like huge pivotal character in our mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, that movie was great. I really enjoyed the animated one. And I could do with more Batman versus Superman supernatural characters. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like. That's what I loved about Hellboy, you know. It's like yeah, I could do with more of that. Let's bring in Frankenstein. Yeah, I would love Wolf to see Man, Batman versus Mummy. Wolfman or Mummy, like we we're saying. The one with Roswell, perfect. Invisible Man or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, that'd be a great Batman villain. They're all great Batman. There was an Invisible Man in uh, the animated series. Was there really? Yeah, in the nineties, called one? See No Evil. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was like it turned out it was like a suit that he had and stuff, but still, yeah. like it was an Invisible Man he had to fight. By the way, I was talking about this at work today. This is, again, sort of a tangent. But in the 90s cartoon, there's one episode where they do the dim mock. Like, there's an actual nice. diagram of, like, this death touch. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, from the uh, Kyoto Ken. And, yeah. and, and I remember, as a kid, trying to fucking do that death touch. <laughs> I was like, I remember it, it was, like, fingers like this. And it goes, like, okay, this is for video mainly. But yeah. it's, like, it does this, like arc move and then do the heart or whatever <laughs> I remember trying that shit who did you try it on my you brother killed somebody in 7th grade yeah. <laughs> killed a kid my in 7th grade and never told the anybody about three. it what were you saying Wolfie that you pr- most likely killed some kid with a dim mock in like 7th grade <laughs> and you're like didn't tell anybody could be man could they be they just found his body one day and they're like it went unsolved to this day no one could have why did this kid have a heart attack at age 13 Right. <laughs> Must have been congenital. Anyway, yeah, yeah Batman versus Dracula, strong Genital. fucking, I mean, no, not a strong start with the penguin <laughs> shit, but strong endings. Kind of strong all the way through after good. that. Joker shit was cool. Zombie Joker, fucking, my favorite part was the syringe battle syringe fight. Battle, yeah. That was fucking yeah. sweet. And then the ending, too, when he's like, no, I'm the Batman. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's just cool. like, bro, this is fucking I'm sweet. I'm the real Batman, yeah. This is a sweet fucking, this is cool. It was very it was good. Really it was good. like, am I ever going to get tired of this? I, I think like, on it, I think I liked it better than Sub-Zero. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. I like oh, Sub-Zero man. quite a bit, I but know. I think I enjoyed this one a little bit more. That's a that, that's a tough Probably because of the dark supernatural elements, I think, for sure. Yeah, it really, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, there is something cool, too, about seeing a different take. Because, like, the the 90s animated series is classic. It's unbeatable. But also, there's some level of just, like, they kind of did as much as they could, yeah. you know, with that with that world. So, it's kind of cool yeah, to see yeah, different yeah. takes on it. And this they couldn't really do something like this with the animated series of the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very much of this version of the Batman. So, what what, what are your overall indeeds for Batman versus Dragon Um... Say maybe like a seven or eight or so uh, okay. on it. I mean, I did. I enjoy elements of it. I wish there were uh, a little bit more exploration on the things yeah. that we talked about uh, on there. Maybe a little bit more from Red Rain stuff. I mean, I don't. I don't mind the fact that they didn't completely adapt it, just because the story is so fucking dark. I don't really blame them for not yeah. adapting yeah. the whole thing. But I, I do like uh, the elements that they did have in it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Wolfie said. Like, I would have loved it if they did a whole series of him yeah. up against these. Um, 
these different monsters that are in the public domain right. that they could get True. away with. It's all yeah. public domain, um, yeah. But yeah, you know, mummy, him and the mummy and Ronald Ghoul just just lends itself already you to really that. want this made now i already want this now yeah, and yeah, yeah, once yeah. you mentioned that i'm just like that, that's a yes. no-brainer why haven't they, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, they've yeah. probably done some version of that there was some sort of mummy in one of the animated series uh stories with Ross Ogle mm-hmm. in it, but uh, he wasn't he wasn't a big factor of it just we're talking about mummy right now and yeah. like on reddit today i saw there was one of those uh memes where it was like it was rami Mo- rami malek is playing uh, uh an egyptian Mm-hmm. Like a King Tut looking guy. And then yeah. somebody quoted, Why is a white guy playing Egyptian? <laughs> and then, and then the, guy, the guy below him was like, Are you fucking kidding me? He's fucking Egyptian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is fucking Egyptian, man. <laughs> you think it's a troll? What's funny is they probably think, Oh, he must be white because he played Freddie Mercury. But Freddie Mercury also wasn't really white either. Yeah, he was, uh, uh, yeah, what was it? Zanzibar or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like it, it's, it was perfect casting. Yeah, yeah, that. it really yeah. was. It was good. I just really saw good. that recently. Great movie. I, I enjoyed the shit out of that yeah. movie, man. Yeah, it was good. I haven't seen it. But, I mean, it's it's. I know he's a talented actor. I'm looking forward to him as the next Bond villain. Don't want to put something down to put something up, but better than Rocket Man. All right. Um, yeah. I'm seeing both up. <laughs> I'd give it about a 7.5 as well. Yeah. I usually give it a B, which is around a 8. I'd say an 8. Yeah. An 8. Solid 8 yeah. on Batman ver- the Batman versus Dracula. I, even okay. that opening Batman. sequence with the, the text was really cool. And it's, yes. it's, it's Halloween time, you know. I'm like all about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all about it. Ready for that horror month. That's true. Nice. Uh, uh, that's the time for us to, 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 limp, to <laughs> yep. go back into our coffin, everybody. All right. Thanks again, Ben, for the fucking uh, amazing uh, uh, deep dive deep info. Dive into the vampire. Our edutainment, as usual. Uh, I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter and Instagram. We are Superhouse Pod on all the social media. Please join the Shasta Army on Patreon.com. And uh, thank you very much to uh, Cookie Doms, aka Kimberly, on Instagram for uh, plugging noms. us. <laughs> for uh, plugging us, and uh, hope you enjoyed this episode while you're working. Uh, I am uh, Ben Juan Ryder on Instagram, and I'm the one who has been showing all the Instagram. Uh, photos so if you like us please uh, follow us on there I'm good old woofy boy Um, I'm on twitter now (laughs) so I could (laughs) rant about shit at Wolfie Crows. All the movies I hate same yeah pretty much just gonna be (laughs) negative as fuck um, you should let the hate out on Twitter, man. That's what yeah, it's for. that's what it seems like the realm is, yeah. It really is. Because Facebook, my grandma's like, why are you? Yeah. Actually, my grandma's passed, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> she prizes from the grave. Nobody ever says like, anything, why are you? I'm just like, ah, this is not appropriate. <laughs> People are expecting me to talk about politics. <laughs> um, oh, man. At Wolfie Cruz on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh. Peace out. All right, nice. Andrew signing off. Ben signing off.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 